and welcome to series three of the Construction Law Back to Basics podcast. In this series of podcasts, Stevens and Bolton's construction engineering team will be providing listeners with an overview of the different types of dispute resolution processes used in the construction industry. I'm Johnny Farrell, an associate at Stevens and Bolton, and today I'm going to be talking about the pre-action protocol and then litigation in the technology and construction court. For ease of reference, I'll refer to the pre-action protocol simply as the protocol and I'll refer to the Technology and Construction Court as a TCC. So, generally, pre-action protocols govern the party's conduct before proceedings are commenced, i.e. how party, the parties must act before the claim is filed at court. They encourage the early exchange of information about a claim, and it enables the parties to attempt to avoid litigation by agreeing a settlement. In cases where litigation can't be avoided, a pre-action protocol supports the efficient management of proceeding. And there are specific pre-action protocols for different types of disputes, but the pre-action protocol for construction and engineering disputes applies to all construction and engineering disputes, including professional negligence claims against architects, engineers, and quantity surveyors. So the overall process is um, quite a prescribed form for under the protocol. Firstly, the claimant will serve a letter of claim and then within 14 days, the defendant must acknowledge receipt of this letter. And then within 28 days, the defendant must serve a letter of response and include with that any counterclaim it wants to make. There will also be um, a without prejudice meeting um, between the parties generally within 21 days. And during that, a settlement will either be reached or the claimant will issue proceedings. Before a claim is issued, the claimant will want to consider a number of issues um, surrounding the protocol. Firstly, the claimant wants to consider, does the protocol apply to this dispute? Generally, it might be quite clear that a dispute is a construction or engineering dispute because it arises from a building contract or a professional employment. However, sometimes it's not entirely clear. For example, um, the protocol may apply for claims arising from an architect's negligent certification of some due under agreement for lease. And it seems important to have much experience in this. So if you need any advice relating to the protocol, please do contact us. So the second item to consider is does the dispute fall within one of the pro protocol's exceptions? The claimant is not always required to comply with the protocol before commencing proceedings. For example, if they're looking to seek to enforce an adjudicator's decision under construction. And so what if the limitation is about to expire? So as you would expect, if um, there's a time bar to when proceedings can be brought, the claimant doesn't always have to apply um, with the protocol. Another thing to consider is what if the parties expressly agreed not to apply the protocol? As you would expect, you don't have to comply if it's been agreed in writing previously. So what if there is another good reason not to comply? A claimant may have a good reason, or it may not be appropriate to comply with the protocol, but it will depend on the circumstances in each case. For example, the, con the party's contract may impose stringent time limits in which something must be done. For example, in clause 1.9.2 of the JCT Intermediate Building Contract 2016, it requires proceedings to, to be commenced within 28 days of the final certificate. Otherwise, the final certificate becomes conclusive. 
but obviously complying with the protocol would go beyond these 28 days. So and another thing to consider is if a litigant is based outside the UK, um, the litigant will want to um, carry out the steps proposed by the time limit, but it can dispense with or without prejudice meeting. So what happens if one party doesn't comply with the protocol? Concerns about a party's non-compliance with the protocol should be set out in correspondence as soon as possible. Under paragraph 4.1 of the protocol, the court will only impose cost sanctions on a party for non-compliance in exceptional circumstances, such as a flagrant or very significant disregard of the protocol's terms. How a court interprets flagrant or very significant disregard is in fact quite fact-dependent. However, section 2.6 of the TTDC guide reminds us that the court wants to ensure that each party has a clear understanding of the nature of the case it has to meet. The court may stay proceedings until the steps set out in the protocol have been taken, and the court may make adverse cost orders against the party for failure to comply with the protocol. But the court is unlikely to be concerned with minor infringements of the protocol. So what about the costs for complying with the protocol? The basic position on the recoverability of costs incurred by following the protocol is generally where a claim is issued by the claimant, the claimant may recover its costs reasonably incurred in complying with the relevant protocol. Where allegations are made during the protocol but then are narrowed once proceedings are issued, both parties will not be able to recover the costs of making or defending the drop allegations. And where a claim is dropped entirely, the costs are not recoverable. So I'll now move on to the TCC. So what is the TCC? The TCC is a specialist court dealing with the technology and construction disputes. It also handles other disputes that involve issues that are technically complex. And it's part of the business and property courts of England and Wales. And all TCC claims are dealt with by a TCC judge who is a specialist. So what are TCC claims? So TCC claims are divided into three areas, adjudication, public procurement, and then the general TCC list. So firstly, adjudication. These are claims to enforce or challenge adjudicators decisions arising from the Construction Act. Public procurement are disputes uh, which aren't actually limited to construction and engineering projects. Instead, they concern all kinds of public procurement such as um, challenges to tenders. And then the general TCC list includes um, building or other construction disputes, claims by and against engineers or architects or other specialist advisors relating to the services they provide. And it also relates to insurance disputes, which relate to construction, engineering or technology. So as with the protocol, what if it's unclear whether the dispute is a TCC claim? So as with the protocol, it may be clear that a claim should be issued in the TTC, for example, if the dispute arises from a building contract or professional appointment. However, in some circumstances, it may be unclear whether the TTC is appropriate. And a classic example of this is where one party wishes to recover unpaid fees arising out of a construction contract, such as professional employment. Even though on the face of it, the claim may look like a simple debt claim, in practice, it's unlikely to be straightforward. And in those circumstances, 
the party should comply with the protocol and look to the TCC. But one thing to note here is that the value of the claim is important. With the exception of adjudication enforcement claims, the TCC in the Rolls Building in London will not usually, usually accept claims with a value less than £500,000. Adjudication enforcement claims under £1 million in value may be transferred to the Central London Civil Justice Claims, which deals with all county court TCC claims in London. And between October 2021 and September 2022, 86 claims were transferred from the High Court, including 69 adjudication enforcement claims. So, thanks for listening. That was a whistle-stop tour of the Pre-Action Protocol for Construction and Engineering Disputes and the TCC. There is, of course, a lot more information out there which couldn't could simply um, not fit into this podcast but if you need to hear or would like to understand further about these issues please do let one of the team know and we will be happy to help thank you for listening to this podcast which is the third in the current back to basics dispute resolution series by the construction and engineering team here at Stevens Bolton. If you have any questions or would like any further information on what I've discussed today or during the rest of of the construction dispute resolution series, please don't hesitate to get in touch with myself or your usual Stevens Bolton contact. Thank you and goodbye.